wheels up. Fasten your seatbelts. We may experience some rough air. <laughs> Autobots roll out. Have you watched any good TV lately? Um, depends on your definition of lately, but... I thought you were going to say, depends on my definition of good. <laughs> also depends on that as well. <laughs> um, but I was going to start with the lately issue. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Can you give me like a, a bit more of a specific question? I don't know. I was just, I was just trying to think of something to talk about, you know? Uh, Aaron I and I have like been it. trying to, I don't know, we, we kind of glance off shows every so often and haven't yet committed to our next thing. We started, we, we watched an episode, the first episode of the show Peaky Blinders. Hmm. Um, I don't know if you've heard of that, but it's on Netflix. It originally ran on the BBC. I've heard of it. I have no idea what it's though. Uh, it's, it's a like, I think it's a... Drama? immediately post world war 1 um mm. kind of british it's, it's set in in london i believe and yeah. it's it's basically a a gang it focuses around this sort of like family mob betting gang like like they are bookkeepers but are also okay. basically a gang that run a mm-hmm. certain uh, area in london mm-hmm. um so yeah so we started watching that by starting, I mean, we watched one episode and we haven't actually gone back to it yet. We liked it, but we just haven't actually sat down and just said, yep, we're going to watch this show again now. Mm-hmm. So, I was just curious. Yeah, I don't know. I've been in like a re-watching a lot of shows recently. Hmm. So, what was the last new show that I watched? It's probably Legend of Korra, which was like a few months ago. That's a good show, though. Yeah, it was. it was pretty quality. Um, I very much enjoyed it, but then kind of after I finished that, I was thinking like, I just need like more background noise. I don't want anything that I'm going to want to pay attention to. Sure. Cause I was feeling like my life was getting busier and I was trying to be like doing more things other than just like sitting and watching TV. So Uh I figured that would be good if I didn't start something that was going to suck me in. So I've avoided it by rewatching stuff, which has been a good call. Yeah. Currently I'm watching Fringe, which was like a what it's like a medical to... or vaguely medical thing am i thinking uh, of the right thing uh you i may be you thinking, probably of, the think wrong... of the right thing but probably no, just i'm don't totally know not the thinking of well the right enough. thing oh it's like um, a i'm not even close bizarre sci-fi yeah kind of i'm looking it up now crime I'm, there, drama there is just some other similarly named tv show mm. and, and i had an image of like the main like picture of like oh this is the poster for the show mm-hmm. but it's not this one i was thinking of something totally different so never mind okay okay but, so yeah. it's basically sci-fi criminal minds it looks like um yeah okay no never maybe. mind okay I, I clicked the more on the google summary and and i see that there's a bit more that goes on unlike criminal minds and where nothing happens other than each episode happens it's my understanding. <laughs> yeah, no, there's a, there's very much like, it's one of the shows that I think does a really good, at least, I don't know if it does a good job, but it has a very long running like story arc. Sure. That follows like pretty continuously and pretty well, like through every season, mm-hmm. which is being, it's like kind of one of those, it is kind of like a 
crime drama show, just like sci-fi-ish. But like it does a good job with keeping that arc because I feel like a lot of those shows don't. Sure. Or the arc just feels like shoehorned in, but this one is like baked into the, I don't know, fabric of what the show is. I don't know. It's mm. it's hard to describe. It's a weird show. Yeah. Where do you watch it? Um, I've been watching it on IMDb TV. Nice. <laughs> I feel like you did tell me about this. Not this yeah, show, I... but the fact that you were using IMDb TV and the fact yes, that I, I didn't did. know that it existed. Yes, it is now the second show that I've watched on IMDb TV. Hmm. I think I asked you about the other one that I watched. Do you did you ever read the Alex Ryder books growing up? Oh, is yeah, yeah, yeah. We did talk about this quite a yeah. while ago. I did read those books, and I do remember that there was a show or whatever that came out. I think there were a couple attempts at a movie, but I guess just the there was then a show. Yeah. Huh. So. Yeah, there it is. IMDb TV. It's the only place that it's streaming. Wild. Fringe or Alex Ryder? Fringe. Yeah, I'm disappointed about that because of my gripes that we talked about last time with certain <laughs> episodes being pay only. That's which right. That's right. Is horrendously ironic because every time when you start a new episode, the big like IMDb TV logo pops up and it says, what does it say? Always entertaining, always free or something. <laughs> and it's Got like, em. okay, well, I just had to skip the past three episodes because they weren't always free. Yeah. But. Hmm. Whatever. whatever if I had a lawyer indeed. on retainer, I would deal with it, but. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, but, I could I could definitely get the feeling of wanting to have more background stuff than something that you're committing to. Cuz that is always my issue with TV shows is I like I there's stuff that I do want to watch, like I'm interested in getting into certain shows, but I mm-hmm. just feel like I I don't feel like squeezing it in most of the time. And it's just yeah. something that I always have to deal with of, yep, I'll never watch all these shows that I hear about. And that's just life. I'm, I'm likely never going to watch Game of Thrones. That's probably fine. Um, but I, I'm sure that there are others that I can't think of off the top of my head that I would probably like to watch. Yeah. Mm. I'm trying to think of... I, I rewatched a few episodes of Sex Education re- recently, which is on Netflix, mm. which is always good. That's always a good one to like throw in every once in a while. I have not it's watched very... that. You haven't watched Sex Ed? I feel like we just have very little crossover in the TV shows that we've watched. <laughs> I know. I feel like we watch very different genres of TV shows as well. Well, I, I feel... No, I don't think that's true. I think that we would probably enjoy each other's shows. It's just that we just don't happen to seek those out or get them recommended for whatever reason. Maybe. Like, I, I think I have a pretty wide set of TV shows that I would be interested in watching. But there's definitely, there's certainly a sort of way that I lean, but I don't know. Come on, Mark, or come on, Eileen. <laughs> uh, um, sorry, had to do it. That's okay. Yeah. What about uh, the Expanse? I've only mentioned it like eight times, and, and and that's on the long list of shows that I may never watch, even though I know that I would like to. Oh, you would love. Uh, you'd hate season one, though. You wouldn't like season one. Well, I'd I'd get through things if I needed to. I hear that about a lot of shows, and most of the time, I'm not. Like this is the thing. I am not that picky about media. I think I've talked about this before. Like I'm not very critical of a lot of movies and TV shows that I watch. 
Yeah. Like sometimes they can just catch me at the wrong time and I can end up being very critical of them. Mm-hmm. But most of the time I I go into it just being like, I want to be entertained. And even yeah. if it's very thought provoking, like, you know, I, I don't just seek out stuff that is, you know, shove it down your throat. This is exactly what's happening right in your face. But I don't feel the need to think super duper deeply about a whole bunch of stuff. I, I just want to be entertained. Yeah, I think I'd probably be fine. Maybe I'll maybe I'll just uh, say sorry to Peaky Blinders and watch The Expanse instead. Yes, uh, I have been watching uh, every once in a while when it occurs to me if if I come back from something and Aaron's in the middle of watching something and I don't want to watch with her. I've been uh, slowly watching The Bad Batch on Disney Plus, mm. which is a continuation more or less of the Clone Wars series. Mm hmm. But focusing, I, I mean, I'm. Do you already know all this? I can't tell by your mm-hmm if you already know all this. <laughs> uh, like I watched all the Clone Wars and I have a vague understanding of what the Bad Batch is. I think I've never actually like read like a synopsis of what it is, but okay. I just I've made assumptions based on like pictures I've seen. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's basically the Bad Batch is it's it's immediately after Episode Three is when all this is taking place mm-hmm. and. Uh, so, you know, the uh, um, Clone Wars are over at this point. The Empire has begun to be a thing. And there is a group of clones who are, were the Bad Batch in that they none of them are actually clones. They all ended up being modified to have very particular skill sets mm-hmm. um, that made them very different than the other clones. And also, they did not have the... Uh, sort of programming in them to execute order 66 for the most part yes the inhibitor chips yes and uh, so, so it's yeah so it's following them going out into the world essentially just trying to survive in this post-war thing where people still can tell they're clones more or less because the way they talk and the and you know most of the clothes that they have but they are not they are wanted by the empire mm-hmm and it's also just fun. Like, it's a fun cartoon. You know, they're short episodes, so it's easy to just sit down and watch one and be like, yeah, that was like watching a YouTube video, basically, uh, but better. Yeah. Yep. So I've been, I've been enjoying piecemeal going through that. That's nice. Yeah. I feel like that's something that, like, when I watched The Clone Wars, it was really good for, is that little, like, piecemeal watching to just shove a quick episode in here or there, you know? Except for the final season that they released during the pandemic. I watched that in, like, a day, I think. <laughs> Wait, they were... I didn't even know about this. Oh, God. Yeah. So they released, like, an extra final season that focuses mostly on basically all the events surrounding the execution of Order 66. Oh, God. And it, like, wraps up that, like... Not not completely wraps up, but it's mostly focused on Ahsoka. Oh, dang it. I need to watch it. And also the animation is way better. Like it's just so it? crystal clear. Like yeah, it's just like it's just a higher quality. Like it's a higher resolution. Everything looks way better, and mm-hmm. it's and it's by far the best season because it's like this Damn is hardly it. a kids show at this point, based on the emotional beats that they're trying to do. Oh, okay. So yeah, you should definitely you watch it. Told me, I wish you wouldn't have told me about this. <laughs> it can be your reward uh, after next weekend. <laughs> yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> I say to myself, <laughs> my reward will be a nice long nap, but... Well, 
that's that's your prerogative. Or like some H or something. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding, listeners. Don't do heroin. I was trying to think of any snack food that started with H, and I couldn't come up with one. <laughs> Hershey's chocolate. Uh, yeah, well. <laughs> that's kind of a sad it special is. treat, though. It is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's my that's my it's my dirty little secret. Is I love Hershey's chocolate. Like, give me yeah, give me some of that some of that uh brown. Give me I don't know what else to call it. The brown. <laughs> give like me some of that poop. brown. <laughs> oh God, this sounds real bad. Uh, we should abort the mission right now. Yeah, probably. But yeah, but, I was uh um. The reason I was intrigued by you saying that you just wanted background noise, what that reminded me of is I have been... So I told you about the... Uh, a little while ago, I told you about the tutoring thing that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm doing a bit more with them now where I'm actually going to be volunteering to help kind of compile and create some resources for tutors in terms of like educational resources for like, oh, you're just some random college kid who's majoring in something random. Right, but you want to help out a kid, and you're dealing with some fifth grader, and they're having some trouble with, you know, this math concept. And sure, mm-hmm. you took math, you succeeded in math enough that, like, you obviously know how to solve a basic equation, but you may not have the tools to really teach it to a kid well. Mm-hmm. And so, I'm going to be helping a lot in getting those resources and kind of helping design the sort of way that, that they will access those to make it pretty easy for tutors. Mm-hmm. So anyway, nice. uh, the sort of commitment that I have given to that is approximately an hour a day, like on average. That's what I'm shooting for, mm-hmm. which is, you know, very doable, generally speaking. But, but what I realized is I can sort of cheat that hour a little bit where if I'm going to a baseball game in the evening, they they allow you to just like bring a laptop or an iPad and oh they have Wi-Fi at the baseball game. <laughs> mm. uh. So it's like that's not my first choice, but if it's like, oh yeah, you know, there's some weird external deadline thing or there's just stuff I want to get done, I have that option. Yeah. So there you so go. So you're just gonna be doing doing work at baseball games from now on? A little bit, yeah. This is the beauty of remote work grant. <laughs> I know. It is quite beautiful, a quite quite a beautiful thing. Yeah. We actually just got um updated an updated policy that will be effective sometime next year once the uh, or like new office actually exists and people are going in there. We ha- we have new guidance about like work from home and all that sort of stuff for people who are uh at headquarters for my company. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, they've been hearing no doubt from the people who have kids or whatever and they're like yeah it would be very nice to have some work from home days baked in and so they are actually doing that where uh monday tuesday thursday people are required to be in the office but wednesday and friday are optional work from home days Mm. um as long as you can you know do your work and you're not a garbage employee uh because, you know, for the sake of transparency and having a, an official process and policy, they had to say, like, you know, the reasons that you may not be allowed to work from home are you have a job that requires it. You know, like you, you just have to be in the office for one reason or another. Maybe there's an interview schedule that you need to be there for. 
or you're an underperforming employee, <laughs> mm-hmm. which would be such a brutal thing. Like, I, I feel like that's not really a thing at my company. I've never really seen anything like that happen, but they kind of have to write it in anyway. Mm-hmm. So it was just kind of funny. Yeah, that's kind of the, your boss is just being a, I don't know. Either well, you actually are an underperforming employee and your boss is having to deal with the very awkward situation of uh-huh. putting the kibosh on your work from home or you work for like a control freak or something. Who- yeah. And then it's even worse for you if anyone's like when, when, you know, let's say you have some meeting or whatever and you're in the office. Yeah. And people are like, you know, hey, you know, why are you in the office? Like we're all working from home. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to continually kind of lie to them about why you're there. <laughs> I don't know if like if it's because you're a bad employee, then yeah, you gotta lie. Yeah, that's but what I mean. I'm not saying like if you literally just wanted to go into the office because you prefer going into the office, which is totally fine. Like I could totally imagine if I were still at headquarters, taking advantage of some of those work from home days to have like a cool, quiet day at the office. Mm-hmm. If that's like what was going to work for me. But I'm assuming here in this conversation that we are talking about an employee who has been told they are not allowed to work from home because of their poor performance and we don't trust them to not have supervision. Yeah. (laughs) Which would just be wild. Or you could just play it off and lie and make it sound like you're a real committed employee who just like knows they're more efficient at work or something. So they want to come in every day because they want to be the best them they could be for the company. Yeah, like I said, you have to lie continually during that situation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's my point. Maybe it's just a little fib. Like, if you believe it, it's not a lie. Grant has brought the Argyle Sweater by Scott <gasps> Hilburn. We have a couple of scientists. You can tell they're scientists because of their lab coats. Uh, one one of them... Uh, <laughs> Uh, so in front of them, uh, they're standing at a workbench of sorts. Uh, there are a couple of very large TV remotes. Uh, one of them is flipped upside down with its batteries removed. There's also a couple of other bits and bobs. There's a, almost looks like a, a siphon of sorts going into a flask. There's a, um, a beaker with some liquid in it. There's a pair of tweezers. There is... A piece of chemical apparatus on the right whose technical name I don't know, but we'll call it a wide-bottomed vase. You can only see half of it, though. So, uh, Anyway, the uh, scientist on the left with a, with a thin mustache has a couple batteries in his hand and says, Ugh, these batteries just don't work very well. And the scientist on the right, who has large teeth uh, and a big grin, has sort of taken apart a battery taken the top off one of the batteries and says have you tried drinking them and we see that the comic is labeled at the bottom five hour energy laboratories circa 2003 pretty funny don't you think pretty good yum 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 electricity yeah but mark do you feel like you're good at sensing people's energy Okay, I honestly I don't care about that answer. (laughs) Yeah, I was gonna say I don't actually care about that answer. Can I Uh change it to be the question that I actually want to ask? That would be ideal for a conversation. Um, 
this may be a complicated question because I didn't think it through nearly as much as I should have, as always. Uh-huh. But um, my question is, it's going to be, first of all, do you ever encounter this? And if so, how do you feel about it? Or what does it make you think about the other person in the situation? When you're interacting with someone and they say something along along the lines of like, oh, yeah, no, I can totally like feel your energy or like, oh, uh, oh, God, what's one of the other wordings? Uh, oh, well, I'm a total empath. So dot, dot, dot. OK, that, that second one brought what you were trying to say in too much greater relief, I think, because the first phrase of I totally get your energy. I feel like you could totally use that in replace of. You know, replacing that for uh, I'm smelling what you're stepping in. Like, that's how I would interpret that first one, depending on who I'm talking to. Okay. But the uh, I'm a total empath kind of thing. I mean, I don't know. I feel like I haven't interacted with anyone like that recently that I can think of. Mm -hmm. I feel like I need more to go on here. Like, what is the sort of situation where someone would be saying that? Like, what have I just said? to encourage this reply oh gosh i don't know i didn't think that far (laughs) um i was honestly just gonna assuming that you interacted with people like this uh relatively uh frequently so i I didn't think work remotely i know (laughs) you don't interact with people i forget about these things because i'm an idiot (laughs) i just assume that you're a social butterfly even though i know Uh you're Like freaking Dracula or something. A a lonely moth. (laughs) Yeah, a lonely moth. Sure. Um, I don't know. Sorry, what was the question I'm supposed to be answering right now? Like, I'm I'm having a hard time thinking of the situation that someone's saying that in. Like, what's the conversation about? For example, like what what kinds of things would encourage someone to say, "Oh, I'm an empath. Like, I totally get what you're where you're coming from," or whatever. Maybe you're, I can't think of a time in your actual real, in your life when it would come up, um, cause you don't interact with anyone, but like you're interacting with someone and like sharing a frustration or something and they're like, oh yeah, no, I totally get that. I'm a total empath. So I could totally pick up on that energy coming from you or like something like when I talk about energy in this context, I mean like energy as in like crystals and healing and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, no, I understand. I think that that is on a similar level of obnoxiousness as someone who uh, essentially ignores what you're saying to tell us a story about themselves that's related. Mm-hmm. That is not an empathetic story. Like, say, like, because the phrase, I totally get that I'm a total empath, is... Yeah. completely redirecting everything towards how cool of a person you are. Uh-huh. Like, that's not... Or uh, they this think is, they are. This is, this is uh, you know, a, a big no-no, I think, in Counseling 101. Uh-huh. Uh, is it's not about you when you're having those conversations. <laughs> and that's what that comes off as. Uh, so that would be my biggest uh, critique of that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Even even regardless, because regardless of how much you believe it to be true, um, you know, I, and I would, I would diplomatic language. Yeah, I would hazard that. 
someone who's saying that probably isn't that empathetic. Um, or at least, well, no, I, I don't think I can say that. I think, I, I think, no, I think that some of those people can actually be empathetic, but bad at using that empathy in any real way. Like, I'm sure that some people who say that legitimately feel really bad for people, like, like in, in the, like, the strict sense of empathy of, like, you are very good at, like, feeling what other people are feeling, like, like in, like, sharing in someone's, you know, sorrow or grief or happiness or anger or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but miss the connection between those feelings and then how those feelings should be handled. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's kind of my claim. Like, I'm not. I don't think that being empathetic means that you're good at having a conversation about emotions or about a tough thing that happened in life. Like, I, I think that that's a different skill set beyond empathy. Because mm-hmm. I think someone can be em- like empathetic and have those feelings, and and still be a terrible person to talk to about something that just happened. Yeah, because just being able to pick up on someone else's emotions isn't enough if you pick up on it and then run the opposite direction of where you should have. Yeah, exactly. Like, like all those, all those things are because, like, empathy is. I'm not. I don't know if it's like a sort of personality trait. Hmm. Whereas, I mean, you can learn empathy. I think, but I think that certain people are definitely more predisposed to empathy than others. Um, so I think it's it it approaches more of a personality trait, and then something like having those conversations seems to me like something that's more of a skill. And, and I guess maybe that's maybe that's not actually fair to say because it's hard to. Uh, huh, I don't know. Maybe I don't believe what I'm saying. It's hard to tell sometimes. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you think you're just full of crap yourself? <clears throat> maybe a little. Um. I don't know, because it, it gets hard to talk about... No, no, I, I think I'm going to stand by it to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Um, that the ability to, like, counsel and have those conversations is a skill. And someone can have a certain predisposition or, or whatever, a certain aspect of their nature or youth that makes it makes it easier for them to, like, get to a better spot there. Just like, you know, this is where I want to draw the connection of, like, you know, physical stuff and mental stuff is not super different. Someone can also be a very gifted athlete, but someone can also train really hard and learn how to play a sport very well. And someone Mm -hmm. may have an easier time of doing that for whatever reason, but that doesn't mean that someone else can't approach at least a similar level. So all that to be said, someone who talks about how good of an empath they are, prompted by someone's, you know, tough thing or even happy thing, whatever that they want to share with a friend, it sucks. <laughs> and they should learn how to uh, channel channel that energy to something more useful. Please stop. <laughs> oh, God. But I, I agree. <laughs> At least with the the words of your sentiment. Yes. Maybe not the exact words you chose to use, but the meaning of it. Mm-hmm. So not the words. <laughs> yeah. The meaning behind the words. Yes. 
I'm just flip-flopping over here, changing my mind. That's okay. I did the same thing. Do you feel like you're empathetic, Grant? Oh, I don't know. While you were speaking, I was kind of thinking about what does the word empathy even mean? Um, And I was real tempted to pull out my dictionary like we did last week. Um, (laughs) Was there a car that just drove by? Sorry. (laughs) Anyway, uh, like I feel like I can... If we're talking about empathy in terms of like you can like pick up what other people are putting down, you know, or like the how they feeling, I feel like I generally am decent with like picking up on people's feelings or picking up on like socially acceptable ways to behave in a given situation. Um saying that there are certainly times where I just like totally missed the mark. Mm-hmm. But I think they're rare enough that I still feel comfortable saying that I'm decent at it most of the time. But I don't know if I'm always, like, good at it if we're talking about empathy in terms of, like, oh, you feel, like, actually what they're feeling? No. Like, if that's what you're meaning, not really that much at all. Like, I can recognize it, but I don't think, like, I myself feel it as well. Yeah. Um, I think that's that's kind of where I tend to draw the line between, like, sympathy and empathy. What do you mean by that? Like... Oh, okay, never mind. I guess it's kind of maybe the opposite. Now I'm looking it up. Yeah, I just looked up empathy, and it's... I think I'm okay with my descriptions. Um, I feel like this is maybe teaching us a lesson. Huh. If we're having a conversation that centers on a specific term, we should maybe start by looking it up. <laughs> maybe. That's <laughs> no fun. Um, so, yeah, so... Sympathy is the, like, sharing of an emotion between people. Mm-hmm. Like, like actually feeling it, but but maybe you're feeling it because you're a part of it. Maybe you're feeling it because you are actually feeling it. Empathy is more about the, like, cognitive understanding, putting yourself in their shoes. Mm-hmm. But not necessarily being able to be like, oh, yeah, I totally like I know exactly how that feels or mm-hmm. anything like that. <laughs> anyway, um, I guess that that actually means that people who say that they're empaths don't know what the hell they're talking about. <laughs> Wait, so did we just reach the conclusion that people who claim they're empaths are full of I mean, uh, full of doo doo, full of full of crystal and goop. <laughs> One might say. Sure. I've never heard that before, but I like it. Crystalline Goop. Oh, no. The Goop thing is because of the uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. That's her company's name. Oh, no. That's not even... Oh, don't even get me... Oh, God. I'm pretty sure that's it, right? That's it? Oh, I think my eye just got stuck in the back of my head from rolling so far back. Did you not know that? No, I did know it was called that. I just wasn't thinking about it right now. Goop, a modern lifestyle brand. Goop is a wellness and lifestyle brand and company founded by actress Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, uh, yeah. When Let's just, like, not talk about... Oh, God. I don't know. I don't want to seem... This episode of Comical Start brought to you by Goop. I don't care how much. Nourish the inner aspect of no, your life. shut up. Shut up. Goop is <laughs> S-H-I-T. I don't care if you got to bleep it or whatever you got to do, but... But I'm on the but I'm on the Goop website and there is a tab on their website called Goop PhD, a uh, hub yeah. for thoroughly researched health information. How many uh how many 
Because Finger no internet search grant, in no internet search will ever take the place of careful collaboration with a qualified, skilled medical professional. That's why they've put together Goop PhD, where their research scientists go into deep uh, research dives to explore an array of health conditions and relevant lifestyle recommendations. Yeah. Oh my God. Thinking about, I'm gonna call this a thought experiment. Thought experiments like this show me that there's a line that I draw where like my integrity lies. Cause I don't know. I feel like I'm pretty good at having like a line of having integrity, but like if you pay me enough money, there's lots of shit that I'll say that I'm not going to believe, but like there's a line where it's like, I don't care. Freaking make me Bezos or something. I'm not doing it. Oh, people. I just don't think I could live with myself peddling such horse uh well excrement luckily grant just like you know just like with anything it's fine that you don't want to do that because you can bet that there's someone who is willing to do it yeah <laughs> that's how rich people live their lives and that's how everyone lives their lives yeah i feel like this episode is getting me on a real downer i feel like we should go through a transfer of power here and like move on okay, is that well, okay with I, you? no what we should do is ask the question that i wanted to ask about your comic before you went on this uh you know uh derailed train <laughs> of a topic what uh, do you mean this was the this was the rails that i laid down yeah that's fine but or they weren't they were one-sided were? uh okay now, I have a simple question for you that this question, or that this comic, put into my mind. Is it about lab coats? What is your favorite combination of soda fountain sodas? Or pops, if we want to maintain our Midwestern roots. Yeah, I am I was real thrown off by the word soda. I didn't even know what you were talking about. Um, My favorite combination of pops? Did you never do this growing up, where you just go... Try a random mixture of two or three or seven pops at the pop machine. I'm going to admit, I didn't really do this until like college. Okay, well, then you have college experience to draw on and you can still answer the question. <laughs> but like most of the things that I settled on or like kept coming back to in college were like not fun. <laughs> like they were like juice or high C or something with like soda water. Or, I agree that's not fun, but if that's your favorite, that answers the question. It's See, it's my favorite for a certain purpose. It's if I want to have breakfast and I want to have juice with breakfast, but I want it to hurt when I'm drinking it to help wake, wake me up. <laughs> it's like the, what, it, would it be like masochistic juice or something? Something like that. Like, like you want it to, you want to feel pain while you're drinking it, just to like keep you alert. Uh-huh. And ready to rumble, if you know what I mean, but... Oh, I know what you mean. Oh, yeah. The the odd, or the, like, already marketed flavors of, like, some cola drinks I like, like Cherry Pepsi and stuff like that. Big fan. But I know that's not an actual mixture. Um, I'm trying to think of other things, but there's not many, because I don't do this often. I like actual, like, well, food I'm, science up the wazoo beverages. See, the other know. thing, though, is that... This gets further complicated in the future. Like, we're we're of the last generation before the, like, you know, Coke Freestyle machines started to appear everywhere. Are they everywhere? Can, well, I mean, they're in inc an increasing number of places, I think. Okay. 
at least in terms of places where you can still get your own beverage, but I suppose that's probably going away too, where you're allowed to just get up and go refill your own cup. Mm -hmm. But that's where you could do some real crazy stuff when you could just arbitrarily mix together different flavored syrups and, and sodas. Oh yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's giving people too much power though. I don't Well, I agree. That's what I'm saying. There is, there is a beauty and constraint at times. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, thanks for your non-answer. We can move on now. <laughs> yeah. I oh, know. Sorry, this just got me thinking about the concept of like men should not be given the power of gods because like soda fountains. We'll transfer the power here. Transfer. I'll have transfer power. We're gonna move on to ooh long nuts. Oh, good old Colonel Indiana long. Oh nope, lug nuts. Not long nuts. Sorry, uh, lug nuts. But. <laughs> By J.C. Duffy. I was so sure about that. <laughs> anyway, we have a a a scene, and the scene is uh, we're gonna say taking place in a in a building in a corner, um, right along the baseboard, at the floor, um, and we see a a person's feet, presumably a older woman's feet, just based on the style of the shoes they are wearing. And they're taking up a significant portion of the the picture here. We're we're really zoomed in. We're on we're on foot cam right now. Um, no, that, I'm gonna regret saying that. But uh, and then standing right in front of the feet, uh, also in front of a a what appears to be a Tom and Jerry style mouse hole in the wall, there is a a little teeny tiny giraffe that says is looking up towards presumably the woman and says, Hi there. And the lady responds in kind, Eek! And uh, this comic is titled with question mark, um, something that is a sentence that is uh, a question specifically, plagued by disgusting, disease-riddled miniature giraffes? Try new, Gugon, Gigon. Is it just Gigon, not Gugon? Wow, this has been an adventure, and yep. I'm done now. Um, and I regret everything. If you could have a miniature version of an animal as a pet, what would it be, Grant? Like it has to be the size of a of about a mouse. Hmm. You could ignore any health consequences that would naturally arise from that. Mhm. What about a miniature I don't know. Um Sorry, this is like a real deep philosophical question to me right now. Mhm. Cuz for some reason the first thing that popped into my head was a zebra. Um mm-hmm. Well, look at you, Mr. Britain. Yeah. A zebra or what are some other options? What about like uh uh something like flying? But then they'd already be kind of small, like like a pterodactyl. <laughs> that would be quite the pet for sure. Um, the other thing that popped into my head at first was like a toy poodle or like a like a miniature like dog, like a an really already miniature sm- dog, an already small dog, but like even smaller. Yeah. Would be kind of funny. That's not bad. 
But I feel like a little tiny, teeny dog would be kind of annoying to play with. Because mm-hmm. I feel like they're always real high maintenance and, like, just always needing attention. And so, like, it's just going to be harder because you got to be careful just, not to, like, crush it. Just carry it around in your pocket. Like, you just always wear, like, a polo shirt with a little front pocket. Oh, my God. That'd be, like, the new purse dog. A pocket puppy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god my the heart just pending, melted pending pocket puppy <laughs> oh my god i think i'm dead i want one now mark sorry we, we need to start working with some dog breeders to develop oh god. A, a, the pocket puppy breed of puppies i think i would go for um because i i realized i had a really tough time thinking of a like a, a mammal or something that I would want, so I think I'd go for like, oh, a, a like a humpback whale <laughs> in a small little aquarium that's very tiny, and it could just jump out of the water a little bit, and it'd be so cool. <laughs> oh my gosh, you and your <laughs> whale watching—that's right, that'd be awesome. That's a good outside of the box idea, though. I definitely wouldn't Thank have you. thought of that. 